Thank you, Rabbi Schneidman, Rabbi Schneidman, Asra. If you think back to your childhood for a moment, probably many, many of you played a game that children like to play. They like to play dress up. The, the little boys put on their, uh, their father's hats and, and the father's uh, jackets and, and uh, even if later in life they don't end up wearing a kapata, at least at that point in life uh, they're wearing a kapata. And, and, and the little girls put on the, wear the mother's uh, high heels and the mother's uh, shaitel and, and, uh, and then they parade around in, in that outfit. As children, we can't wait to grow up. We, we crave the independence of adulthood. When we arrive at, at that stage and we become adults, so then we discover there are no, no free lunches in life. Adulthood does confer independence, but it also imposes increased responsibilities. And, and clearly the, the two primary responsibilities which come with adulthood is that of all hapanosa, the, uh, the, the need to uh, to, to make his status, to, to earn a living, as well as uh, the responsibilities which come with family life, beyond the, the financial implications of that. So that poses the question, tonight's, uh, at least the topic of the, the first half of tonight's Torah web, of how do we continue to grow in Avodah Hashem while encumbered with increased and increasing responsibilities. Now, not surprisingly, uh, our Masoda recognizes both of these nisyanas, both of these challenges. The Rambam writes in Hilchot Talmud Torah in Paragalif, they call Ishmi Yisrael Chayim v'Talmud Torah, Ben Oni, Ben Oshir, Ben Shalim, Begufa, Ben Val Every man is obligated in the midst of Talmud Torah, be he poor, be he rich, whether he enjoys good health or whether he is uh, afflicted, Rachman al-Islam with suffering, Ben Bokho, Ben Shahoya, Zakin, Godash, Tashash, Kocha, whether he is young in the prime of life, or whether he is an old, uh, uh, an older person who's who's already grown quite frail. Even if never he's so poor, so destitute that he has to go around asking for Fitzaka and then now we, we, we reach the, the culmination. And even even if the person is married and uh, and, and, and uh, is saddled with a responsibility, with, with familiar responsibilities, he's still obligated in the midst of Talmud So clearly there is a, a recognition of the, the the challenge inherent in in familiar responsibilities. Here the context is Talmud Torah, so it's described from the man's perspective. But clearly, that same recognition and acknowledgement is true from the woman's side as well. In, in Tzilazaka, the Chaya Adam writes, Ach halachdi ba'atzaz yitzri hara, koshal kochi lamu kinegdo, ve'amal ha'panosa lefarnes has been a vesi, ve'tirdas hazman u'mikrav, heim hoyu ba'ochroi. I merely have followed the counsel of my evil inclination. My strength was insufficient to stand up against it. The burden of earning a livelihood to support my household and the concerns of their time and their vicissitudes have befouled me. 
So clearly, clearly the, the Masora recognizes both of these challenges. And yet, if on the one hand there's a clear acknowledgement and, and recognition of the reality of these challenges, on the other hand, clearly the, the context of both of these statements indicate that they're to be recognized as challenges, but challenges to be overcome. But they're not acceptable as excuses for spiritual complaints or spiritual stagnation. The context of the Rambam is that Afil Bal Bonim is Chayav with Talmud Torah. And the the Tzilazaka then proceeds to say that despite the fact that I, I, I was I, I was carrying the burden of Amal HaPanosa, I still have to do Tshuva. And, and, and that doesn't exonerate me from, from the Chatoim. But before we can address these obvious challenges, it's vital that we recognize a more basic fundamental challenge of adulthood. And to do that, let's go back to yesterday's Kriya Satora. Yesterday's Kriya Satora, so the Torah describes how Moshe Rabbeinu, after the Chet Egal moved his tent, who, as it were, imposed a certain distance between himself and B'nai Yisrael. Moshe Rabbeinu felt that he had to follow suit. And then the Torah describes that Yeshua bin Nun Na'ar lo yamish that Yeshua bin Nun was steadfast. He was always at Moshe Rabbeinu's side. So Yeshua bin Nun in this context is described as a Na'ar. Exactly how old was, was Yeshua bin Nun? As it says, he was 56 at the time. It's a little problematic. The, the, the calculation is a little problematic. Rashi elsewhere says that Yeshua bin Nun was 42 at the time. Because there was going to be another 40 years in the Midbar and then 28 years of, of uh, Yeshua's leadership of Pal Yisrael. And then say for Yeshua, it says that Yeshua died at age 110. Okay, but even if we say that Yeshua was, was 42, um, he, he certainly wasn't, uh, he, he wasn't, he wasn't a kid by any, uh, any, any, any uh, measure or definition of the term. So what does the Torah have in mind when it describes Yeshua bin Nun as a Na'ar? So the Ibn Ezra says that the way that the Pasuk should be understood is Yeshua bin Nun that Yeshua bin Nun took upon himself to carry out the duties of an, intent, of an attendant which we generally associate with, uh, with a Na'ar. And that's what it means. The Ramban says that in general, he thinks that uh, the word na'ar not only connotes uh, a youth or a lad, but uh, the term na'ar also connotes someone who's a mesharesh, someone who's an attendant, someone who's mesharesh, someone else. So the word na'ar connotes that as well. Over Shabbos, someone mentioned that Simon has in a sefer, I wasn't able to see the Sefer, so I can't quote what he says, but it, it triggered an association in, in my mind of something that the Rav writes in, in his Hesbit for Chaim Heller. The Rav writes in, in his uh, Hesbit for Chaim Heller how the Torah is concerned that we have to retain youthfulness. The Rav quotes the Pesach Kinar Yisrael Ohavehu, the Pesach of Haben Yakeli Ephraim Im Yalit Shashuim. Hakadosh Baruch Hu refers to Klal Yisrael as being young, young not in a chronological sense. One can't remain young forever in a uh, in, in a chronological sense. 
unless your first name is Peter and your last name is Pan, but, but otherwise it doesn't, uh, it, it doesn't really happen. One can't remain young in, in a chronological sense, but one is a Na'ar, one can remain a Na'ar in a qualitative sense. In, in, in the sense of retaining a certain youthful quality. And the Rav goes on to explain how qualities of youthfulness are absolutely crucial for Avodah Hashem. So I copied down a few of the phrases that the Rav has there in the Hesbid. He speaks of the Sakranut Tmima, the, the, the innocent curiosity of, of, of a youth. The Hitzlahavut Tiv'it. The, the, the natural zeal and enthusiasm, the chipazon, imenucha, the sense of urgency, right? Kids can't wait. Kids have to do things right away. The, the sense of urgency and restlessness. Subsequently, he refers to the emunah pshuta, the simple faith, and the hispailus, the hitpa'alut, the excitement of, of youth. And then the, the last association which he refers to in speaking of, of youthfulness is a capacity for bechi, a capacity for crying. But children have a capacity to cry. Adults often lose that capacity. A person doesn't, a person needs to have that capacity to cry. So in light of, in, in light of the Rav's discussion, and, and uh, I was told that, that the Rav Simon has something similar in his safer, I, I didn't see it. So Yeshua bin Nun Na'ar, so the Torah isn't describing Yeshua in a chronological sense as a Na'ar, but rather that Yeshua bin Nun, the, the steadfastness with which he, 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 he would cling to his Rabbi, to Moshe Rabbeinu, that he retained that sense of, of, of youthfulness. I think in particular in our context, it's important to emphasize that as, as youths, so we, we dream and we have we, we have sheafists, we, 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 we desire, we, we, we have goals, we have aspirations whether the aspirations are in, in, in terms of learning, in terms of what a person is going to accomplish in learning, whether the aspirations are in terms of Tikkun Hamidos, in terms of refining our character. Too often, as, as we grow older, if we don't fulfill this challenge, if we don't answer the, 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 the call of retaining that quality of Ana'a, of like Yahushua bin Nun at, at age 42, at age 56, being Ana'a, so the result is as we grow old, so then we, we start to dream, we start to, 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 to aspire to, to great accomplishments in, in, in Torah, and, and we sort of stagnate in, in terms of Tikkun Hamidas. Too often, too often, the same pettiness and flaws which plague us at age 25, a present undiminished and perhaps even stronger at age 45 or 65. And the reason for that is, the reason for that is because at a certain point, this secret which the Rav shared with us, the need to remain a Na'ar, the need that when one transitions to adulthood, so the Torah tells us that adulthood is not supposed to supplant youth, but it's supposed to supplement youth. We're supposed to have the wisdom and maturity, but that shouldn't displace or replace, again, the, the youthful enthusiasm, the, the, the youthful shi'ifas, 
and the youthful determination to accomplish in Torah, in Tik and Hamidos, in, in Avodah Hashem. So the, the first the, the first Yisod, the first principle in transitioning to adulthood is that adulthood should supplement childhood rather than supplant childhood. That we have to continue dreaming, we have to continue aspiring, we have to continue uh, reaching, we have to continue working on ourselves. But all of this brings us back to the original question. So how do we find time to implement that? How do we find time to carry that out given the increased and uh, certainly for a couple of decades increasing responsibilities of adulthood? So first of all, taking time out as we're doing tonight is in itself a crucial giant step in that direction. Well, let me explain. The Torah says in the beginning of Pashas Vayetev, Vayetev Yaakov Mibershava Vayelacharon. So Yaakov Vinu left. Yitzhak, Rivka told him to, to go away. He's running away from Esau. He's going to go live with. Uh, he's going to go live with um, with Lavan. On the way, he uh, stops off. Based Midrashim Shoshem Vaeva for 14 years. Rashi quotes from Chazal that Yaakov Avinu laid down to sleep by Mokom Ahu. But the entire 14 years that he was learning in base Midrash and Shoshem Vaeva, he never laid down. I don't know that Chazal and Esther are implying that, that he didn't sleep, but the Stormy he slept. Like uh, the Gemara says about Dovra Malachi. So the question is, so what happened? What happened tonight? All of a sudden, 14 years of uh, accumulated fatigue uh, overwhelmed uh, Yaakov Avinu. So he, uh, so he felt he had to go to sleep, and once he sleep, it just so happened that he dreamed. So the the, the, the relationship is inverted. That the fact is that Yaakov Avinu Mistama, if he was such, if he exhibited, exhibited such gevura that for 14 years Lo he could have maintained it a little bit more. Could have maintained it a little bit more. Yaakov Avinu purposely lay down to sleep in order to dream. It's not that he lay down to sleep just because he was uh, he was succumbing to fatigue and then the and once he was sleeping, so then he had a dream. No, Yaakov Avinu lay down to sleep in order to dream. Why? Because when a dream represents a blueprint for the future. If it's not an idle dream, if the person is, is committed to, to implementing a dream, so then a dream is a blueprint for the future. Yaakov Avinu understood that if a person is going to be confronted with a new series of, of challenges, he's going to move to a different stage, maybe even geographically, a different, a different place in life, and, and there he's going to encounter new challenges. If a person just plunges in head first, without stopping to think and strategize how am I going to cope with these challenges so then before he knows it he's going to be he's going to be swept away by, by, by the tide Yaakov Avinu recognized that his whole life until now he had been sheltered either in, in Yaakov Ishtam Yosheh Vaholim either with his father Yitzhak or in Beis Midrash Shoshem Vaheve he had never ever 
had to deal with the type of challenges that were coming his way when he was going to go live with Lavan Harami. So Yaakov Avinu knew that he had to have a plan, he had to have a dream, he had to have a blueprint for how he would be able to not only cope, but even continue to grow and, and, and thrive in, in these adverse circumstances. In order later, Pashas Vayishlach, to be able to say, in love and God, in the Tariq Mitzvah Shamati, Yaakov Avinu felt that he needed to have a plan. So the first thing is that when a person is transitioning at any, at any stage of life, whenever there's a transition, so a person has to stop and, and take a moment out to try to plan and strategize how it is he or she is going to deal with those new challenges which, which are impending. So step number one is, is, to, is to crack the plan, is to take the time to recognize the need for a plan, for strategies to crack the plan. Now everything in life requires the Yad A person can't do anything on his or her own. Everything requires the Yad So the truth is there's one generic piece of advice with which you can never go wrong. And that is whenever there's anything we're trying to accomplish, a person has to love it. The Yad is, is needed for anything and everything in life. And certainly this is also an instance of that. A person wants to be able to continue to, to, to grow as, as an Ovid Hashem even again when, when a Assuming that the responsibilities which come his or her way with adulthood, a person has to dive and a person has to ask the Yvonne for Siyata the Shemaya. But in this area, there's another, another way which the Yvonne tells us that we can secure Siyata the Shemaya. And that is, the Mishnah says in Pirkei Avos that Hakon Mekabel Old Torah is Ma'avir Mimenu Old Erechavis. That to the degree that, that a person genuinely, sincerely accepts the old Torah, to the, to the degree that, that a person genuinely, sincerely tells the Yibam that I want to carry, I want to be of the yoke of Torah, so to that degree the Yibam will see to it that the old of Torah that, that all these myriad responsibilities which otherwise would prevent his assuming the old Torah, the Yibam Shalom will facilitate it. So clearly, clearly if we want to, to be able to, to continue to grow in our Avodah Hashem, to be able to have that opportunity to grow, it requires a sincere commitment, a sincere Kabbalah of the old Torah. Now, closely related to, to this, to the assumption of the, 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 the old Torah, is that the demands of Darth Eretz, to a large extent, are dictated by the standard of living that we adopt. It's a very, very simple uh, calculation that the, the, the higher standard of living that a person's going to live, so then the more he's going to earn, the more he's going to have to earn, and the, the greater the demands of the Haaretz are going to be upon him. Clearly, a, a life of Torah, a life of Avodah Hashem, has to be a life of Histapkos Bambuot. Many, many Ma'amorim uh, from Chazal, from the Chachmi HaMasorah, throughout the generations, about the need for being Histapik Bambuot, to, to be content with what's enough, content with, with, with a little. From, from the Gaon it's quoted that Bitochon the Histapkos 
some uh, avenues within law which are much more demanding than others. There are some which really become the, 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 the focal point of your life and, and you can't really succeed, you can't undertake to do it unless you're willing to make that commitment. And others, you can make a tanasa. And others, you make a tanasa. So both the choice of profession as well as the track within the profession has to be decided upon with these values in mind. When one is, is beset by other responsibilities, responsibilities which can potentially sort of tear a person away from his, from his moorings, so it's very, very important that a person be anchored. A person has to be anchored. And, and, and one of the main anchors is Kriyasitim Matara. Kriyasitim Matara, the Shulchan Aruch and Toskin discuss, means not only that a person has to, has to set aside a certain amount of time, both every day and every night to learn, but it has to be a particular time. It should be a particular time, not just at some time between Amur HaShachar and, and, and Shia, so I'll, I'll find however much time I can to learn, but it should be at a particular time. What that accomplishes is two things. Shnaim Shehem Echad. First of all, it shows a certain chashivus. It shows a certain importance. Right? There are certain things that, uh, I don't know, I think the, 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 the president probably meets with his uh, chief of staff every, every morning or something, and he meets the, the vice president or his whole cabinet on a regular basis. Something which is a regular, absolute part of the schedule shows the, the, the absolute importance which it, which it possesses. But in addition to that, the fact that the, the Kriyasitim is a sacred, inviolable commitment, again, not only that I'm going to learn, but I'm going to learn at particular times, it serves as an anchor. What it means is, is that I can't get carried away if, again, it's part of the dream, when, when, one go, when one lies down to sleep, when one is on the threshold of adulthood, on the threshold of, of entering the workplace, and one says that, come what may, so there's going to be, I'm going to dive in at the 6 o'clock minion, and then I'm going to learn minimally for an hour before I go to work, so it means no matter what. It means that even if there's a, uh, an, a, a meeting, which could happen at 8 o'clock, which might be very lucrative, a person has an absolute, an absolute commitment. The Mishnah quotes, I'm, I'm reading this as it's quoted in, in the state of the Sarasa Yehege. The Mishnah quotes from the Kovana Eidah on the Yushalmi. The times that I set aside for Kriyasitim, again, specific hours, not just every day, every night, but specific hours, I, I won't let anything interfere with that, even if I stand to make a very, uh, a very handsome profit. Why? If he wants to, if he wants to give me this, uh, this, this income, the Rosham wants me to earn this extra money, so he doesn't need to interrupt my seder in order to, in order to write the check. 
check to go. Shalom will find a way to deliver the check to me, even if I don't uh, interrupt my regular morning or, or, or night seder. So that the Kriyas eat him for Talmud Torah, Again, not only that a person commits himself to learning, but at specific times, anchors him. Anchors him. Similarly, a, a commitment to Trila B'tzibur also keeps a person firmly anchored and, and doesn't allow, again, the very real demands of the, of the workplace to allow him to start drifting spiritually. One of the, the most important principles in, in life that Rambam quotes from the mission in Pirkei Avos of V'chol Masech Yul Hashem Shemayim V'chol Masech Yul Hashem Shemayim means that the artificial distinction that we draw between learning, doing chesed, davening as being involved in Avodos Hashem and all the mundane areas of our life as time diverted from Avodos Hashem is just that it's an artificial distinction and it's wrong B'chol Masech Yid Hashem Shemayim means that a person should calculate and calibrate everything he or she does that everything is done Hashem Shemayim everything is done Hashem Shemayim the Rambam says if a person does that so then it's possible that every single activity in which a person engages Will Taka be an act of Avodos Hashem? Now again, this isn't a, a sort of this isn't a way of of uh, of, of saying, well, I, I want to engage in uh, in such and such a behavior, so I'm going to do the same Shemayim. No, it means that general, gen- genuinely, sincerely, a person really decides what to do initially. Based on But if a person does that, so then it's a totally artificial distinction. And then a, a person is involved in, in, in child care. Time which, which, which is spent uh, nurturing and, and raising children. So it's certainly something which a person genuinely can do the same Shemayim. And a person should recognize it as such. A person should recognize that that too is, is a, a, a form and expression of Avodos Hashem. As such, it, it has a double effect. First of all, it has the effect that, that, that often what, what's enervating about the responsibilities that we assume in adulthood is the sense of frustration of so much of our time being diverted away from Avodos Hashem. If we have the, the correct conception of what Avodos Hashem involves, and we, we, we genuinely try to look at our schedules accordingly, so then there's no reason any legitimate responsibility, be it Tanasa, be it dealing with, 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 with the children, any legitimate need, any legitimate responsibility is one which the Torah wants us to assume, and therefore that too is a part of our Avodah Hashem. And then A, the fact that a person does it the same Shemayim elevates it to Avodah Hashem, and that too is, is then elevates the person, and, and, and means that the person is constantly involved in Avodah Hashem, and moreover, the other benefit is that often 
often the, the transition, let's say after a long day, whether it's a long day caring for children, whether it's a long day at work, whatever the case may be, so when one does have some, some free time, so it becomes difficult to transition and to take advantage of that time to, to learn or to, to be involved in some ever more intrinsic form of Avodah Hashem. But that's only if all day long one, one has a sense of having been away from Avodah Hashem, so then one feels sort of empty at, at the end of the day. If a person all day long has been involved in Avodah Hashem, it could be, yeah, it could be he was coming home on the subway, it could be that it was, uh, it was time spent in, in the sandbox with a, with a toddler, but it was L'Shem Shemayim, it's a legitimate responsibility. It's something, it's a responsibility HaKadosh Baruch who wants us to assume that the person's been involved in Avodah Hashem, there's a positive momentum all the time. A person has that positive momentum and it's easier to take advantage of those hours when the responsibilities allow us to, to open a safer and allow us to 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 to, to daven. Just to review very quickly before concluding, any any venture, any attempt requires siyata deshmaya. Here that entails tefillah as well as being mekabel to have a truly moderate lifestyle, to choose umnus kalu to make sure that we're anchored, that there be certain sacred commitments which serve as anchors in our life, to tefillah, to learning. In conclusion, at the outset we spoke about the quality of being a nar, a youth. That Yeshua bin Nun Na'ar Kinar Yeshav O'Avehu The importance, the indispensability of retaining youth That we shouldn't allow ourselves as we become chronologically older To become ossified By having dreams to continue to grow in learning That helps galvanize us to action But the truth is that the involvement with Torah and the Avodos Hashem is the best way to stay young. And the reason for that is as follows. HaKadosh Baruch Hu is Lamala Menazma. HaKadosh Baruch Hu is eternal. HaKadosh Baruch Hu uh, existed before time was created. HaKadosh Baruch Hu, when He created the world, He created time. HaKadosh Baruch Hu is, is Lamala Menazman. But Lamala Menazman doesn't age. HaKadosh Baruch Hu doesn't, doesn't, doesn't age. When Chazal say that Asher Nochi Mitzavcha Hayom Alu Vavecha that B'chol Yom Yu Veinecha Kachadoshim, so the Shasem is coming. So what? The Torah wants us to play a, a mind game, a, a pretend. Let's pretend that the Torah is new. Let's pretend that the Torah is not thousands of years old. So he says, no. If if the Torah wants it to be Veinecha Kachadoshim, it's because that's a reality. Because it really is. It really is as 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 vibrant and fresh as it was. Beyond the Sinasamehasina. How is that possible? Because if the Torah is the Ribbon Shalom's Torah, the Ribbon Shalom is the Malam and Azman, which the Malam and Azman doesn't age. So there's a constant discharges. It's not subject to aging. Akkadish Baruch is not subject to aging. His Torah is not subject to aging. So to the extent, again, that as we initially transition, so we remain steadfast and we stay connected to Torah, to Talmud Torah, to a life of Avodah Hashem, so that connection with the, the 
ensures that we retain that quality of nowness, that, that, that youthful quality of dreaming, of working on ourselves, of striving to become closer and closer to the Ramah